Maybe hands, you can kick us off. What three things would you, uh, you know, would you do again? Yep. So I put down three things. I would. I thought it was it was a stroke of uh, uh, not not dumb luck, but but I I thought it was so useful preaching through a gospel. Um, it meant that for a year I didn't have to work out what I was preaching. Um, I just the next chunk of Luke. Um, so we spent a year and three months on Luke. The great thing about that was it so it was so easy bringing friends to church because we were talking about Jesus each week. Of course, we're going to talk about Jesus no matter where we're in the Bible. But there's something about from a gospel that's really explicit, and and you know you're getting face to face with Jesus. So that was that was just really good. That was really good. And Luke especially because the, you know the central narrative section has got all those stories about grace. And so, you know, you could send an email out two weeks in advance, remember, on this date, I'm preaching the power of the prodigal son. Hey, bring your friend, you know, that kind of thing, and put, put that out. So I, I, I was glad that I conceptually had established church government. I thought that was really important. And the other thing that I was, uh, I had a statement of faith together, which, which we went through and talked about. And I was glad I established the theological spectrum. It was quite quite tight um, and that kind of thing uh, because I think that sets the tone of, of where you're at. So those are three things um, that I would do again. I've got a long list of things I would do differently. But you want to yeah, let's about? let's go to Guy. Uh, what three things? What three things would you do again? It's difficult as I think about it um, because. You've got to kind of do what you can at the time. So, um, like, I, I could quite easily say now, oh, we have you know, these systems in place and these assessment tools and this information. But to be honest, at that stage, I, I, I didn't, and I didn't have the time and wasn't experienced enough to do it. Um, so, I think kind of how we went about it, um, yeah, there's a lot of a, a lot of stuff. I suppose we could have done better. I probably wouldn't have worried so much. This is things are cutting out. There's a lot of things going on um, uh, around us in Melbourne, that is at least. Um, but you know, so there's a big kind of um, risk uh, involved in that. I probably wouldn't have spent so much time worrying about it, uh, to be honest, and um, just be more uh, trusting in God and relying on Him and His uh, leadership and His direction. Um, I'd probably focus more time on people who are on board than people who are less. Uh, when I mean you know, less on board, like people you know in your in your core team, you, you might just get one person who's really annoying and really wanting to take you know derail the whole thing. And um, it's important to kind of to deal with that, but not to, to labour on that. And I think um, they're important uh, things to look out for. Um, but like I said, you know, like we were just trying to explore things as we went, um, remain faithful to the scriptures as we did that, and uh, you know, I continue to want to do that, continue to labour in the scriptures, be certain about where God was leading it, but have confidence in the call that He's. Uh, given on my life and the, the, the mission that he sent me to. Um, so try not to doubt that and uh, not to run from that. You know, it's a continual challenge. Uh, but, you know, just trusting God in it and um, being adventurous with it. I don't know if that's helpful, but it's just a couple, couple of reflections. Hands in. Uh, what, wouldn't, what wouldn't you do again? So conceptually, I think I, I would make sure that I realised that this is a long-term game um, and that... that I, I think when you're starting with, uh, I'm going to be able to say, hey, it, it, it's it's just the same when you start with a bigger group. But when we started with six, and we had nights of nine people rocking up, and um, 
it was heartbreaking. I, I think, oh, you go, why am I doing this, all this kind of stuff? And then we'd hit 15 and I'd be like running down and hugging everyone, which, you know, in Newtown is, is cool and legit, of course. Um, but, 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 but so I think if I realized there was a long-term game, that would have been, I, I would have been able to go, okay, this is a hurdle, this is tough, but I'm here for the long term. I'm here for the long term. And I and have that have that thing. I think the thing is, as young people, especially well, listen to a lot of Driscoll and that kind of thing, and Driscoll's great, I'm not knocking on But the church context over in um, over in America is so different from ours. So they talk about um, post Christian, we I, I think we should talk about never being Christian as a culture. And so one, one, the interesting thing is I, I sat down with a guy who's 34. He rocks up at a church in a town of about, I think, 140,000 people. He has 800 people at his church. In a year, it goes to 2,500. And I go, what, how, how do you strategize? And he goes, mate, look, I was just the, the, um, the latest, youngest preacher in town. And people just came. And so, and so that just doesn't happen in Surrey Hills or Newtown, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm sure it doesn't happen in Melbourne either. Um, so, um, so, um, so, and I wanted that big, a big core group to just happen. But I realized that it was a long-term game. I wouldn't have been expecting that. And I would have realized about my, my culture a lot more. I would have prayed more. I, I think I did stuff. And I think I still do. I don't pray enough. And that shows my my dependence on myself and not on God. Um, I would have worked on myself spiritually, I think, because I was preparing sermons week in, week out, reading the Bible with people week in, week out, day in, day out. Um, I thought that was enough where I wasn't feeding myself. And I wasn't doing any theological reading, which I put, which I just wasn't growing in those areas. Um, I would have had... I would have had more hard conversations. So I think because we were small and because I wanted people to like me and like the church, if people were like, oh, man, I didn't come because I had a sock drawer to, uh, to manage, I'd be like, hey, man, we've all got sock drawers. I've been there, you know, that kind of thing. I would, <laughs> I, I, I would be there. So I didn't say, hey, man, are you winning it or you're out? Or, and when people would let down the team, I, I don't think I had enough courage and enough balls to go, you're either in or out. I would have taken, in that sense, I would have taken some people out, people out of leadership, not because they were ungodly, but be, just because they didn't get where we were at. Um, I would have um, established a culture of evangelism. I think because we were, we were just scrambling to get this thing together, we didn't set that up, and I think we just brought people to church, and that was it. Um, which that happened, and we've had. I think on last count, about 12 people get converted at Resolved. Cool. Um, awesome. Which cool. has been great. Um, and, and that's from various backgrounds. Some people were going to church all their life and realized that they, weren't, they didn't know the gospel and came to Resolved, heard it. But I would have had a, a culture of evangelism. I would have established that more. We're doing that now. Be more careful about who I put in leadership. That's, that's something I've talked about before. And I would have just discipled leaders. I would have just figured out who are my leaders. I would have started discipling and on the road discipling. So it's not like I'm figuring out a structure and I would have just given them books that I've already read. Hey, read this. Let's talk about it. Um, bring them along to everything that I was at. So, you know, that kind of thing. That's why we got Mikey here. And um, so that kind of thing. 
So those are just like seven things instead of three. Yeah, instead of three. That yeah. shows you how bad we were at the start, <laughs> I guess. So, yeah. what, what about yourself, Guy? Um, you know, what three things awesome. would, you, uh, would you do differently? Okay, three things that are helpful to know uh, that perhaps I didn't know. Number one, uh, you don't start with a clean slate. Um, I think church planners love the idea of saying, hey, I'm going to get a clean canvas. You know, if you're artistic and creative, you think I want to build from you know, a blank canvas and I'm going to gather a core team and we're going to do that. The reality is everyone comes with context, culture yeah. and expectation. And understanding that when you say, hey, we want a church that's passionate about Jesus and we want to be on mission, <laughs> everyone's going to have a different view as to what that looks like. Uh, and so um, that is something that you know you work out later on uh, can can get you in trouble tr- trouble uh, trouble waters. So number one, you don't start with a clean slate. Uh, number two, don't assume people evangelize. Uh, most pastors are um, evangelists' heart and have an evangelistic heart. Therefore, we assume everyone else is doing the same thing. They're praying for the non-Christian friends. They're thinking about ways to connect. Uh, they're seizing opportunities to point conversations to uh, Jesus and eternity. They're, they're doing that kind of stuff. Uh, and I think we assume uh, that everyone else is doing the same thing. And so when we talk about it, just we just think it's happening. The reality is often it's not. Uh, and so uh, I'd probably talk more about that and be probably a bit more focused on uh, equipping them and giving them the confidence and courage to go out and do that. Uh, the other I would say is you've got to plan for the long term. Uh, to be honest, this is only something I think I'm, and I mean personally about it's not just the, the strategy of the church, but in terms of your own personal pace, I think I'm only just starting to be challenged by this at this stage. Um, I see myself more as a, a sprinter and, um, you know, uh, you know, like the, came out of the blocks pretty hard with planning a church and was just expecting that things would quieten down after a couple of months, maybe the first year. And uh, it's just, it just doesn't, it doesn't stop. It just, you know, pace continues to go fast. And so working out really early on um, key priorities in your life in terms of, uh, you, know, don't, you, you know, your diary and time with uh, God and time with your wife if you're married and with your children if you're a father, you know, those kind of things. Uh, just making sure that you can see yourself doing this for, you know, 10, 20 years. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, what God's been challenging me about, you know, is it's not a short-term thing, it's actually something that he's called me to do long-term. Mm-hmm. Uh, therefore, I need to build a life um, that is going to, su- you know, sustain that and rely on his strength the, the way through that. So that'd be a couple of things just to chuck in for the mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. No, that's, that's really helpful. 